So, Sarah, one of our teams will be in a playoff spot after this game. Who do you think it's going to be? Uh, obviously me. Oh, it could be me too. Your Locked On Ducks, your daily podcast on the Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Oh, boy. Welcome, everyone, to this crossover edition of Locked On Anaheim Ducks and Locked On Los Angeles Kings, Locked On SoCal Hockey. I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez, covering hockey for over a decade. And normally when we do these crossovers, we're more friendly and have fun. But this is different because our two teams are facing off in a very important mid to late season game tonight at the Ponda. Joining me for this one is Sarah Avampato from Locked On Los Angeles Kings. Sarah, you ready for this? As ready as I'll ever be. <laughs> First, if you'll indulge me, let's talk about our last games from both teams, since I happen to watch both. Let's start with the Anaheim Ducks, because they're better. I'm kidding. <laughs> You're going to hang up if I say that. Yeah, no? I am. No? The Ducks Strike aren't better one. right now? Strike one. <laughs> So the Ducks, ouch. Their last game took place at the Ponda against the San Jose Sharks. That was a pretty fun one to watch. That one went all the way to a shootout. Ricard Raquel did get two official goals in this game. And then it went to a shootout. Anthony Stolarz was brilliant in this shootout. But can we talk about Trevor Zegers for a hot minute? Because no. Trevor Zegers, no, we can't. We can't talk <laughs> about the fact that Trevor Zegers is leading the National Hockey League in shootout goals this season. That's we can't disgusting. talk about the we can't talk about the fact that Trevor Zegras is one of the if not the most marketable players in the National Hockey League and he's amazing. Disgusting. We can't talk about the fact that Trevor Zegras is well above 50% in the shootout. So hey, there's that, right? I mean, maybe if your team finished out games earlier, you wouldn't need him to be that good in the shootout. Oh, hey. Oh, wow. Wow. But a win a win is a win, right? I mean, I guess. I mean, the Ducks will take wins any way they can. It sucks in the row column, but a win is a win. They'll take it. But I also want to talk about Ricard Raquel. Two goals on that game and a filthy shootout goal. He roofed it to win the game. Amazing effort by the Ducks. So that was their last game. The Kings' last game, that took place in Glendale, Arizona, not Phoenix, according to local news, whatever. But the Ducks were victorious against the Phoenix, or sorry, Arizona, soon to be Quebec City Coyotes. What? You mean the Kings were victorious, sir. <laughs> I, I'm kidding. Let me... <laughs> The Kings were victorious against the soon-to-be-displaced Coyotes. 3-2 to was the final score. Kempe was good. Victor Arvidsson, though. Man, he was good in that game. He's a delight, that's why. A, just a delight? I mean, you gotta dole out your praise sparingly. Always keep them wanting more. Ah, I would say Victor Arvidsson was a good pickup for the Kings, despite some fans saying, oh, he's not doing as good as Philip Deneau. Look, Deneau is awesome. I mean, not to put you on the spot, 
but I'm reasonably certain that you are someone who took quite some time to come around to Victor Arvidsson as being good or useful or anything. So, yes, I was one of them. I'll admit it. Mm-hmm. Arvidsson was great last night, mm-hmm. and so was Philippe Deneau, mm-hmm. who did get a sweet assist on Arvidsson's first goal. So, hey, you know what? The Kings pulled through. Yep, on this one, a game they should have won, and they did. And that leads me to ask this question. Victor Arvidsson has 15 goals this season. He's quietly becoming a very solid contributor for the LA Kings. What kind of difference has he made in that roster this season? I think that he, I mean, first off, having anyone who can score, particularly someone who scores on the wing, has been a problem the Kings have been trying to solve for ages. Uh, And... Sure, he's streaky, which we knew coming in. We knew, you know, acquiring him from from the Predators, that that was sort of the book on him, was that he wasn't consistent, which is fine. No one is, really. Uh, But, you know, I I think that having him on the team has given, you know, an an additional, like, dimension on on offense. He's already shown that he can kind of play up and down the lineup. He spent some time with Kopitar. Now he's playing a lot with – he's also played a lot with, like, Phil Deneau, Adrian Kempe. So – just having someone that versatile. And also he's just really, really fun to watch. Like loves to shoot. Yeah, the puck. He's, he's right. on that power play unit with mm-hmm. some of those guys right now too. Yeah. And I mean, the Kings have so many guys who are past first players. Uh, so having someone like Arvidsson who is like, no, I'm going to take this puck and I'm going to shoot it uh, as many times as I can, like is honestly kind of refreshing. Same with Deneau too. I mean, Dano, I think, has made a huge difference. He's also becoming that shoot first guy. Mm-hmm. So this is the dimension that the Kings have been missing for a while. Yeah. And for Kings fans, it's refreshing to see, which has led them in a playoff spot. But the Ducks, they're starting to pull through on offense as well. And I'm sure you've seen plenty of the Ducks this season. And I'm sure there's guys that you're impressed with in Anaheim right now. No, they're all dead to me. <laughs> Oh, come on. I, I gave you something right now. You can't yeah, give me anything. You're, you're not going to give me any praise with Trevor Zegers and Ricard Raquel? None? I mean, yeah, Trevor Zegers is really fun. Seems like yeah, a cool and, kid. And he's good. Yeah. Trevor Zegers, he has 39 points. I know. He's among the team leaders in points. I know. If I don't acknowledge that he's good, then maybe I don't ever have to deal with it. At least give me Troy Terry. Troy Vetchkin, you mean? <laughs> yes, Troy Vetchkin. Mm-hmm. You, you yeah, gotta give yeah. me that. Yeah. Yeah, Troy Vetchkin has 26 goals already this season. Uh, you know who, who is coming around right now is Ricard Raquel. He is kind of on a hot streak right now. He already has 14 goals. He just passed Trevor Zegers in goals. 14 goals, 25 points. He's starting to come around a little bit. And I could see those top two lines for the Ducks starting to make kind of a difference. Maybe you should watch out for that. I guess. I'm I'm just saying that it's a reimagined line for the Ducks right now. And I look at what Coach Eakins is doing. He did shuffle everyone around recently. He separated Trevor Zegris and Sonny Milano. And dare I say it, kind of worked question mark oh my god i can't believe i'm saying this but it kind of worked against vancouver although vancouver looked awful 
that game. They've looked awful recently up until Thursday night's game. <laughs> Hi, Calgary. I hope you like getting blown out. And <laughs> and then I look at the last game the Ducks played against the Sharks. Should it have gone to a shootout? Eh, pro- probably. I mean, there were some bad streaks in that game as well. But I look at the Kings game also, their last game. They should have beaten Arizona by a lot more than one goal in that oh, game. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. For some reason, like, you know, every team always has that one team that they struggle against that they really shouldn't struggle against. Um, I know this season, um, the Carolina Hurricanes, I think, have not won yet against the Ottawa Senators, for example. Like, they just... No, yeah, no, they have been they have been getting like blown out of the water by the senators or like last year whenever what was it like Detroit like what was like Detroit and Montreal and Detroit like swept the season series or whatever. Like there's always just that one team that you're like, wow, this is embarrassing. And it, that's kind oh of been God. the Coyotes for the Kings this season. Uh, they have <laughs> just really struggled against them for no apparent reason, except for like um, the goalie Vejmelka just like standing on his head uh no they've been really frustrating annoying games it to wasn't watch. even veg milka last night it was wedgwood of all people oh that's right it was his former ontario rain legend scott wedgwood <laughs> oh we're gonna go there he played all right. there he did yeah i i know he did right right alongside ontario rain legend cal peterson yeah yeah that's a blast from the vast all right, we are going to head into the first commercial break. But, I mean, I love Built Bars. You love Built Bars. They're the best protein bar around, right? They sure are. By the way, what is your favorite flavor of Built Bar? Um, Lately, I've been really digging the, what's it called? Like the coconut brownie chunk ones. Uh, which is very out of character for me because I don't really enjoy coconut that much. But the whole combo of the coconut the brownie chunks the chocolate just really like chef kiss just amazing you know which one i've been enjoying recently and i'm glad you got me these are the blueberry muffin ones oh well good yeah i've come around to those and they taste delightful i love them so if you all want to try some of these fantastic built bar flavors for yourself like the blueberry muffin or the coconut brownie chunk then head over to built.com and you know what they'll they also have they have built puffs oh yeah and they're delicious like my personal favorite flavor you know what it is <laughs> the churro puff. exactly yeah love it they're so good and they're going to be your new favorite as well so where should they go check out these built bars and built puffs uh, they should go on their little hand computers or whatever you visit internet things on to built.com and uh, check out what they've got available. Yeah. Most built bars contain only 130 calories, four grams of sugar, four net carbs, and at least 17 grams of protein. And if you use promo code LOCKED15, that'll give you a 15% discount on your next order. Isn't that great? That's delightful. Yes. Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever. Coming up after the first intermission, we're going to preview Friday night's tilt at the Ponza. We'll get to that on the other side. 
Welcome back to Locked On SoCal Hockey, presented by Built Bar. I don't know why I said that, but I'm J.D. Hernandez, host of Locked On Anaheim Ducks, and that's Sarah Avampato, host of Locked On Kings. Allegedly. Hey, Sarah. <laughs> no, you are. You are the host of Locked On Los Angeles Kings, the better of the two Kings teams right now. What? 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 Ooh, what? Don't drag Sorry. your sports in here. I'm sorry, Sacramento Kings, but y'all are awful right now. <laughs> can't even can't even beat the Lakers, and the Lakers are barely in a playoff spot too. But you know who they're not as good as? The Chicago Bulls. I was gonna say Built Bar. Oh, they're yeah, nothing's as good as Built Bar. <laughs> not even the Calgary Flames. Who, by the way, I just want to have some fun with this. How would you like being a Flames fan and seeing them getting shut out by the Vancouver Canucks? Well, you know, happens to the best of us. I guess. All right, so let's start to preview this game because this is a very important game for both teams, frankly. First, I'm going to go big picture on this and then kind of go small picture. So big picture, you know where I'm going with this, the standings. Right. As of this recording... The Vegas Golden Knights have 62 points. The Kings have 61. Edmonton and the Ducks and the Dallas Stars all have 59 points and they're all tied for that final wild card spot. And the Kings right now, they're kind of in the catbird seat. If they win this game, they could potentially leapfrog ahead of Vegas an inch closer to Calgary who lost their last game, their winning streak finally came to an end. Thanks, Thank Vancouver. You, Vancouver. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's about time they lost. So let's look big picture here. The Kings have 31 games left. They're currently in a playoff spot. The Ducks have 29 games left. They're right there on the bubble. First question, how big is this particular game for the Kings? Um. It, it would be enormous, sir. Um, I think that it's, you know, we've both been covering these teams for a long time. We've both been doing the, these shows for a couple years now. Um, the the traje- trajectory that both of these teams have been on of, you know, rebuild, retool, whatever. The fact that they, and, you know, I've said it on my show. I know you've talked about it too. Literally no one thought the ducks were going to be in this position like nobody um most people didn't think the kings would be up here either um also i do have to say like it is completely blowing my mind that they're like one point behind vegas like that's just wild to me uh but But weren't you the one that said that they could make the playoffs this season yes i did and everyone thought that i was dumb (laughs) i didn't well thank you but everyone else did so you know I just thought you were bold internet. Yeah. But so, I mean, yeah, this has huge implications for both teams. Um, You know, knowing that, you know, maybe it has slightly fractionally more for the, uh, for the ducks, just because the ducks have played more games by two uh, than the Kings. So, you know, and they're behind and they're behind. They have a little bit more ground to catch up on. Um, But, you know, this is one of those games where when all is said and done in April, Uh, And if someone is not in a spot that they want to be in, it's going to be games like this that you're going to look back on and say, oh, man, you really could have used those two points. 
And it's important for the Ducks because, as you mentioned, they have two fewer games left to play, and they are behind right now. This game, I think, would be enormous for the Ducks to, to win because right now they are kind of riding a good streak. Yes, it's against two non-playoff teams. They just beat up on Vancouver and had a thriller against the Sharks. Now they're finally playing a team that they're chasing, but a team they're chasing that is right within their grasp. It's right there. It would probably mean more to the Ducks than the Kings at this moment because of where they are in the standings and because Mm -hmm. of the whole optics of this is supposed to be a rebuild and look at us now. For I think fewer more people expected the Kings to be at a further stage of their rebuild than the Ducks right now. Mm-hmm. Like the Kings are rebuilding, but we expected them to be further along. Not many people expected the Ducks to be this far in their what now some people, including myself, are saying is a it's an accelerated rebuild mm-hmm. right now. And you look at some of the moves that the Ducks have made. They just recently called up Brendan Gooley from the San Diego goals. And he could be a guy that makes a difference. I know the Kings are familiar with everyone on that roster. And then you look at the goaltending for really both teams. Gibson has been stellar for the Kings. Or sorry, Gibson has been stellar for the Ducks. Wow, I mean, I'll, I ta- I'll take him if you're going to trade him <laughs> to me. I'm leaving this in, folks. I, I will admit my mea culpa is there. So Gibby's been great for the Ducks. Quick has been better than expected for the Kings this season. I'm fully expecting Quick versus Gibby. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I won't be surprised either way. Because um, Peterson played against Arizona. Yes, he did. And they have been, you know, what, you know, for a while they were just playing quick every game because he was on a really hot streak. He's still doing good, but I think has cooled off a little bit from the, like, we've turned back the clock to 2012, Jonathan Quick. Uh, So I feel like they've gone a little bit back to just the regular, you know, rotation between the two of them. So it would be a quick game (laughs) Uh, for this one. And knowing that, so for the Kings, it's a back-to-back. They're in Anaheim Friday night and then back at home in the, I can't believe it's not Staples Center, on Saturday against the Islanders. So that would be a, you know, the Islanders are not good this year somehow. Uh, So it it would be a softer landing for Cal Peterson. Wow. What? But I got to think about, I'm the kind of person that thinks about rivalry. Mm -hmm. And if you want to have anyone in net for this game, it's got to be Jonathan Quick, right? Right. But, but I mean, I will say that like Ty McClellan hasn't, he's not overly sentimental about that. You know, I, I, you know, I, it feels like he respects the rivalry, but at the end of the day, he's going to put in the goaltender that he thinks is going to get him the win. Um, You know, I mean, just look at the fact that this was the first season in basically ever that Jonathan quick didn't get the home opener. Um, They gave it to Cal Peterson. So like, I I don't, I, I think that he, I mean, obviously knows, this is a rivalry. A, he's a smart guy. B, played in San Jose or coached in San Jose. Like you know how how all of these teams are. But I think that for him, I I I don't see like if Cal Peterson was playing lights out right now, I think he'd get the start. But Cal Peterson has been he's been just okay. Right. Let's face it. Right. By the way, some of these little micro stats, just because I think they're fun. 
Jonathan Quick, his career against the Ducks in 48 games. He is 24-13-9 with a 9-10 save percentage and a goals against of 243. One shutout. So not, you know, they're they're okay numbers, right? Right. Yeah, they're they're fine. John Gibson against the LA Kings. 22 games. He's 14-7-0. Safe percentage 922. Goals against 223 and two shutouts. Yeah, John Gibson has shown up against the LA Kings. In fact, that is one of the best safe percentages against many other teams in the NHL. So if you're the Ducks, you've got to start Gibby, especially because they started Stolars in their previous game. So that's why I'm expecting a quick Gibson game Friday night. I mean, those stats are disgusting. Oh, Gibby stats? Yeah. I mean, quicks aren't too bad. No, right? I mean, his are like crazy. Oh, Gib- Gibby is great against the Kings. I know. It's very frustrating. It's why I don't like watching these teams play each other. Hey, you know, Gibby has done well against the Ontario Reign, except for one player. One player has drawn the ire of John Gibson his entire career. And I've mentioned it on your podcast. And do you know who that player is? I'm sure that I do, but I don't remember right now. Yeah. But we'll reveal that after this brief word from Bet Online. Oh, there's a tease. So, Bet Online. I don't know why I said that. Bet Online is where the game starts. And, you know, football season is over, but the real football is happening because, you know, soccer, but it's the real football. Basketball's in full steam. Baseball is. What, what is baseball right now? I've never heard of that before. Yeah, what is baseball? It's dead to us right now. Maybe there's something on Bet Online about when will it end? Anyway, so basketball is in full steam. We got the NBA and college basketball. And you know what starts next week, Sarah? You know what starts next week in college basketball? Um, Pony time. March Madness, baby! Oh, boy. Yeah, March Madness. Get the brackets out. So... If you want to check out the list, odds, totals, brackets, all that stuff, betonline.net is your number one spot for all your sports betting needs. And, hey, you know what? There's hockey, boxing, UFC, all kinds of other sports. You can check out all the latest lines at betonline.net. Head to the website today using either your mobile device or your laptop or your old-school Dell computer that has Windows 98. You could log on from there, too. What? I, mean, I know someone that still uses Windows 98, by the way. Good luck to that person. Bless <laughs> yes. you. And your, thank you for your service. Bet Online is where the game starts. It is the official online sportsbook of the Locked On Podcast Network. And what should they do, Sarah? Eat a built bar. <laughs> and they should also gamble responsibly. Welcome back to Locked On SoCal Hockey, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez, and in the middle of the show, I have to make a correction and retraction. So I retract all the crap I said about the Flames. 
yeah, they didn't get a shutout. They scored a very late goal, so they merely lost seven to one. I was really afraid, really afraid that you were going to say that they had somehow come back. And then I was just going to like shut this podcast off and walk into the snow, never to be heard from again. <laughs> no, um, Madjiapani scored. He loves mm-hmm. bread. That's fine. Everybody gets some bread. I will not play the song. Maybe I'll play the song. Should I play the song? Nah. No. 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 Not not gonna play it. No. But it's a fun song. I'm just saying. Okay. So we talked about the big picture standings. Uh, just looking at some of these kind of fun stats here. The Kings right now, they are on a bit of a good streak. I mean, they are they have played Arizona twice. They beat Detroit. They beat the Islanders. But hey, they beat Vegas the other night mm-hmm. in I'm Vegas. Still, I'm still riding high on that one. I, I, I bet you are. Yeah. <laughs> the Ducks wins recently. They haven't been against good teams, frankly. They beat the Canadians, the Senators, the Canucks, and the Sharks. You know how many of those teams are in a playoff spot right now? I mean, not too many. That would be exactly zero. Yeah. Hey, the Canadians have won like a whole bunch of games. Like, Cole Caulfield's alive again. So, you know, maybe they're good now. So the Canadians are not the worst team in the NHL is what you're saying, right? Um, Maybe. I don't know. So maybe the locked on, you know, polls, maybe the power rankings are a little off. Maybe Arizona really is the worst team in the NHL. Soon to be Quebec City. You're so mean. They don't deserve a team right now. They don't. (laughs) I hope they lose 50 games and they move. All right. So looking at the comparison of these two teams. Special teams, not so good for the Kings. They are no, 20- let's just not even I don't even want to talk about that. No, well, you can you can talk about it. I'm I refuse to acknowledge their special teams. Look, I'm I'm just providing a preview for the game and I'm just providing the stats as is. Yeah, they're the terrible. Kings in, the Kings are in the bottom 10 in both power play and penalty kill. The Ducks are fifth in power play, they're 10th in PK. Their PK has plummeted recently, thanks in part to the Edmonton Oilers. Yeah, and even more thanks to the Calgary Flames. Uh, yeah, the PKs looked weird lately. But looking at the goals, they're pretty even. Ducks a little bit better offense. Kings a little bit better defense right now. So it's pretty even as far as goals and goals allowed right now between both of these teams. And they're right there in the standings. It, it's a close matchup between these two teams. Um, what do you think of this particular matchup? What do you think is going to be the big difference? I mean, I said I didn't want to acknowledge it, but I have to. The special teams is going to be the difference. Um, you know, for, the Kings are going to want to play this one at even strength. Like, no no way around it. Uh, the power play has heated up a little bit. They've been scoring on it a little bit more, but they've also been playing against, like you said, bad teams. So, you know, take it all with a grain of salt. So, I think if this game is played at even strength, the Kings have, you know, a a better chance. But if they start taking a bunch of really stupid penalties or if the Ducks start taking penalties and the Kings can't capitalize on any of the the chances on the power play, it's going to make the little time they have (laughs) at even strength even more, more important. So, I mean, that that's the biggest thing to watch out for in this game for me is 
just please, please don't take penalties. Adrian Kempe, I'm looking at you. Yeah, Adrian Kempe, he looked a little bit despondent at the end of that last game, didn't he? <laughs> After taking a bad penalty, right? Yeah, I mean, he should know better. But I mean, he, he has gotten a lot better at not taking the stupid penalties and his team bailed him out on it. So good. Uh, but right. like, oh, man, it's always so rough when it's like a close game, bad penalty at the end. Uh, but yeah, Adrian, I thought we talked about this. <laughs> you know, the Ducks could say the same thing about that last game because they nearly blew that last game against San Jose. You know, the Sharks were on a power play in overtime. Frankly, they should have won it in overtime. Jakob Silverberg looked very upset although that was a soft call you still cannot be taking that penalty late in the game you just can't so i could say the same thing for the ducks too you cannot take any dumb penalties like that i'm looking at players like delorier who takes a lot of penalties sam carrick kind of takes a lot silverberg he's had a couple of bad penalties but you know who's good at drawing penalties this season has been trevor zegras he's been very good I mean, he's Trevor Zegras, but he's been drawing a lot more penalties over the past 10 games. He averages about a drawn penalty per game right now. All right. That's a weird stat, but yes, that that is in fact true. So if you're the Kings, you probably have to watch your ass and, and not take any dumb penalties or don't let Trevor Zegras free in the zone. And if you do, maybe you take that penalty. I don't know. Yeah, and I mean, like, unfortunately, this is a Kings-Ducks game. When have when have these two teams ever met? Here's a, here's, here's a good trivia question for you that, like, oh, no. I feel like I'm going to need you to research the answer to because I know I'm not going to do it. Like, okay. what is the fewest penalty minutes these two teams have racked up in a game against one another? And, like, oh, you know, my God. That's obviously because there's a long history, we can just say over the past five seasons or something. I don't know. But, like... It's a Kings Ducks game. Like, of course, it's going to be stupid penalties, and like Nick Deslauriers is going to fight Brendan Lemieux or something. Like, of, of course. <laughs> like, we just know. So, like, both of us saying all of this, oh, you know, even strength, special teams, drawing penalties, like, it's all garbage. They're all going to spend the whole game hating each other because that's what they do. True. Yeah, this is this one's gonna be hard to research in the next few minutes because we're no, kind of well, running. It, no, it's it's a research project for the future. We can talk about it next time we do a crossover. Right. I mean, these two teams are going to meet later on. Right. Like season. eight billion. Like, have we even played each other yet this just, season? Just once. Once. Yeah. 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 You know how that game went? I've I've blocked it from my memory, so it probably went poorly. The Ducks won. Yeah. Exactly. It it was a thrilling game. Wow, how easily you forget the shootout. I legitimately, legitimately do not remember this. When was this? (laughs) This was around Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah, no recollection. See, I remember this because that was kind of the start of Trevor Zegras's shootout prowess. Yeah, I I don't. I, I don't remember it because my memory is trash. So thank you yeah, for reminding this, me this of something was, terrible. This was when Zegris just undressed Jonathan Quick in the Disgusting. shootout. Yeah. And you know who won that game? Well, Kevin you already Shatner. spoiled it. 
Evan Shattenkirk won that game. Oh, that's right. There it is. There it is. Did I bring that back? I'm sorry. That's terrible. Hey, the Kings got a point in that one. Yeah, well. Which, looking back, probably wasn't a good idea for the Ducks to allow that point. Mm-hmm. Oh, Too late boy. now. Yeah. Yeah, which, yeah, I'm sure they want to take back that point right now. And you know who scored in that game? Troy Vetchkin. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, see, now it's coming back. So it's one nothing so far this season series. So we are at that point of the podcast. Before we go into predictions, who's one player that could make the difference for the Kings? Huh. I'm going to say Sean Dursey. Ah, damn. Dursey's <laughs> good. He's good. <laughs> He he has been he has been great since he first jumped in. He has been getting better every game. I love watching him, you know, on the blue line. I, I feel like if there is any redeeming value to the Kings power play, it's getting to watch Sean Dursey uh, you know, get better and better each time and become that player. Like just what like just watch him on the power play and watch him keep the puck in and help distribute it to his teammates and whatever. Uh, you know, the offense is still not quite there in terms of goal scoring, although he's gotten on, on the score sheet a lot for some pretty smart assists. Uh, he's just mm-hmm. a really smart player. And uh, I think the Kings are, you know, thank you, Toronto, for, for giving us uh, Sean Dersey. That that was really rad. Uh, so I, I think that he can be a difference maker for this team. And you are very apt at bringing up Sean Dersey. I was going to bring up Sean Dersey as well because – uh, he's one of those players that was one of his first games in the National Hockey League, or sorry, this season. Mm-hmm. And Jersey had a very good game against the Ducks that day. He had an assist, but I just remember that he was kind of all over the place and giving Ducks players fits and bringing that physicality to that big stage at the time. I thought Jersey had a great game against Anaheim all the way back then. And that was kind of the first time where I was really, really impressed with him as a member of the Kings. So you could He's be delightful. Very, you could be very right on that. Uh, the one player that I'm looking forward to seeing against the Kings, it's gotta be Troy Terry. I could talk mm-hmm. about all these other young players, but I got to go with Troy Terry. Terry, I think is on the verge of having a breakout game against the Kings. I think he scores at least one goal in this game at Honda center. He's hungry for it. He knows how important this game is. So that's going to be the one player that I'm going to keep my eye on for this game. Absolutely. All right. All right, Sarah. All right. I'm going to make you do it. Prediction Uh time. Give me a prediction. Give me a score prediction Um, for this game. Oh, Oh, man. Um, I'm going to go three to two Kings. Regulation. Three to two. Yeah. Oh, regulate. You had to say it. Yeah, I'm not giving you, know you an extra point. You know what? I'm going to go four to three in overtime. I'm going to go four three overtime. Ducks win. And Troy Terry will get the game winning goal. All right. Also, last time I predicted the Kings, to, like, so, like, for, for Ducks folks who obviously don't listen to Locked on Kings, you have no reason to. I get it. It's cool. Um, 
basically anytime I've predicted the Kings to win a game, they blow it, but it feels like morally wrong to me to suggest that the Ducks would win this game. Um, so please know I may have just jinxed the Kings myself uh, right now because every time I've been confident that they were going to blow it, they ended up winning. But uh, yeah, I, I may have ruined things. And if so, Kings fans, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's going to be, a f- I think it's going to be a fun game though. Maybe. This, this is, no, to be honest, this is a game that I've been looking forward to for the better part of a couple of weeks, just because of the improvement of both the Kings and the Ducks. And some of these young up and coming players on both sides are just a freaking delight to watch. I almost said it, <laughs> but it's going to be, it's going to be fun to watch. All right, Sarah, um, where can the fine folks find your work online and where can they find you on the socials? Uh, so you can find me on Twitter at right said Sarah uh, locked on Kings is of course available wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, I'm on Twitter at locked on LA Kings with this show uh, tweeting all about the Kings and stuff. And you can come say hi to me there. Awesome. Awesome. And you can find me on Twitter at StimpyJD. The show's Twitter is at LO underscore Ducks. You can find this podcast as well as Locked on Kings. It's free and available across all platforms, including Stitcher, Odyssey, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, among many others. And also, don't forget to make Locked on Ducks your first listen of the day and make Locked on LA Kings your second listen of the day because Sarah does a good job there. And if you're a Ducks fan, know your enemy. Just saying, right? So I will give the shout out to Locked on Los Angeles Kings. There you go, Sarah. Sweet. I'll pay you later for it. Thanks. Ah, thanks. <laughs> all right. Once again, thank you all so much for listening and enjoy the freeway face off today. It's going to be a lot of fun, guys. A lot of fun. Sarah, thanks for coming on again. I really appreciate it. Gladly. Always here to, you know, chat about my terrible sons. <laughs> Hey, both our teams are good. Ideally, I would love to see both our teams make the playoffs. It it could be a lot of fun. We'll see. Plus, I want to see the Oilers suffer. Well, yes, we can all agree yes. on that. We can agree on that. We want to see the Oilers suffer, and we want to see Vegas lose a lot. So much. Yes, yes. That's how we'll end it. We'll agree on that. Yes. All right. All right. Thank you all for listening. It is greatly, greatly appreciated. For Locked on Los Angeles Kings and Locked on Anaheim Ducks, I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez. That was Sarah Avampato saying have a great weekend, folks. Please continue to be safe out there. Be kind to one another. And Ducks fly together. Quack, 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 quack. No, nothing. I was going to cacab, but I figured no. (laughs) Have a good weekend, everyone. Communication.